Welcome to 9000, episode 171. Nameless. Episode nameless. Ooh. Nameless, faceless, roaming this world, wanting to succeed, but wanting to seem as though we don't want to succeed. Just like wet leg. Just like wet leg. We have that contagious malaise. Mm. Ooh, episode 171, <laughs> contagious malaise. Wet leg contagious malaise for the SEO. Contagious malaise. Is that the hallmark emotion of 2022? Here we go. I'm asking you, Mark. I am in how into do, it. How do we keep ourselves going amid <sighs> this ever-churning pandemic? Variant after variant. This ever-warming planet finally snowed, but it's already melting. Denver, in, Colorado. In Denver, yeah. yeah. Uh, Most of our listeners are global, Josh. Of course. We've got friends all over the world. I haven't looked at the stats lately, but I thought you were telling me Ireland was really blowing up. Is that right? I believe I did. Well, that's part of the wet leg contingent. Ireland? Are they from Ireland? They're from, what's that island? Wales? Nope. Zanzibar. I'll look it up for you, Josh. Just got to type in wet leg. (laughs) Isle of Wight. Oh, the Isle of Wight. W-I-G-H-T. That's right. Mark. Josh. Oh, I hear a dog running around upstairs. There's Ghosts in the Attic. Ghosts in the Attic. Uh, Is that the name of that police album? Static in the Attic? Ghosts in the Attic. St- Putting on the static. It's Channel Z. We are just riffing. Hey, we're riffing. Ghosts in the Attic. Riffing bits. bits Am I wrong? Dogs. What's the name of that? Ghosts in the Machine. Oh, oh come on. Why? Ghost in the Shell. My favorite anime movie to pass out to. Hiroshima. Intoxicated in my 20s. Mark. Josh. I made a mistake in episode 170. I opened by saying that I was thankful for dog shit, and I never told you why. In 170? Episode 170. This is 171. This isn't 173? What? It's 171. It's 171. Did you say it was 173? Never. I hope not. But uh, I said I was thankful for dog shit, and here's why: I had injured my knee; it was swollen. Yep. I couldn't. I'm a. Fl- I can squat. I've always been able to squat. Like, a, like, look at here. I'll show you a deep squat. <laughs> Episode one seventy seven one. I can squat. <laughs> I can squat. It's it's a key to longevity. In most of the world, this is this is the position people assume to take a shit. Yeah, they do, Josh. Now, you remember the squatty potty? <laughs> Thank so you, being thank able you to, for reenacting it. Being able to get into this full squat. For everybody not watching this on YouTube. This is sort of like a frog pose in yoga, but Mark, to get into this position is a it's a centering place for me. It's a huge part of what makes me feel uh at my best, I suppose. So I couldn't I couldn't squat when my knee was all puffy and swollen. It was very upsetting. But then when my knee finally healed, now the, the dogs are pretty well trained. They mostly only poop under the trampoline. <laughs> That's very well done, but very difficult to get to. Hard to get to. You'd think the kids would be the ones to go because they're shorter, but I'm always the one that goes. But that's what I do. I have to squat under it like this, and I crab walk <laughs> around like that with a uh, plastic bag over my hand, usually like a bread bag, just picking up poop. Normally, I don't love doing it. But all of a sudden, here I was after not being able to squat. I found myself under the trampoline, surrounded by I, if I forty was... or fifty piles of shit that oh needed to be picked boy. up. Well, they dry. They dry up. Well, I know it wasn't bad. I was 
I was squatting around picking up shit, feeling so thankful to be picking up shit. We should all be so lucky, Mark. Oh, and he has stood up. He's erect. He is, he's, he's, <laughs> and he's standing up. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Oh, okay, it's okay. No liquids were spilled. Nope. Uh, what did you want to call this episode? Uh, contagious malaise. Yeah, it's pretentious. Um, yeah, so is wet leg. All right, I'll, I'll keep thinking. That has a directness, though. Uh, so, should I get into these right away, or do I, f- I don't want to rush you? No, I don't have any more stories. I just you sure? To, I needed to come full circle on the tale I yeah. was telling last week. Well, we've been hearing from listeners. I know, they were asking, like, why? What, I thought you were thankful for dog shit. Why? 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 Why anything? But there's uh, there's news happening in the world. That's your cue. <laughs> <laughs> Just watching you get settled. Um, all right. Oh wait, we haven't even talked about. Uh, okay. All right, this podcast is occurring at. It's getting to be about noon. Oh no no. Scheduled no, no. start time was ten a.m. Let's keep going. And in classic brush style, I get a text message at like ten twenty. Oh, that's, I, I bet that was ten fifteen. It was like slight delay. Are you there? Still have to, yeah, trying to pass it out. Are you there? I have always told I have to walk the dog. Slight delay. So Did you take the dog on like a six-mile hike? Because you didn't show up here for another 90 minutes. I had. I did take the dog on a walk. That was only maybe 20, 20 minutes. And I just had to, I am putting out fires, Josh. I'm a man in demand. You were making pudding? <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, I brought some. Wait, would you like some? Anyway, he pulls up to Morning the house. Pudding. I'm looking through the window. I'm like, all right, he he looks like he's maybe in a hurry. He knows he's late <laughs> as hell. Oh, wait, he's just sitting in the car. Oh, there's a bowl of soup on his <laughs> dashboard. He opens the door. He props the door open, let in some fresh air while he finishes his bowl of soup. <laughs> I ain't eating all day. <laughs> I didn't want to get lightheaded. Rolls up 90 minutes late. It was oatmeal. It eating soup. soup. For this story, it was soup. <laughs> uh, so those are the texts I got today. But then I got this text. I'm embarrassed by Mark, that Mark, this text is, is interesting. I think my phone number was given out to some pollsters or something because I keep, or my email too, I keep getting emails about the upcoming Senate race in Florida. <laughs> Val Demings versus incumbent Rubio. Oh. She thinks she can beat him. And if she beats him, if they win that seat in Florida, that all but secures the Democratic majority, I'm told. But they keep they address these emails to Lori L O R R I E. But then I get this text Trump Can, alert. Wait, Lori? They send it to Josh Tyson at gmail.com? Hey, they're just desperate. They're, they're just wanted to give out your whatever email. sticks. But look at this. Then I get this text: a photo. The wait is over. Trump is launching his own social media, and then it's got him holding up his hand. Then under him it says, "Stop censorship." <laughs> yep. Trump is making his comeback with a social media platform all his own, and we want you to join. Will you join? You. Wh- so you're why am I bo- getting this text? That's that's the antithesis of a Val Demings text. I know. I'm saying. I think my email, my contact info has been bandied about. Yeah, it's running loose in the oh, streets. I'm so sorry for you. You're like a super mutt from the wilds of Lubbock, Texas, looking for a home. I mean, did you going to do the DNA thing on your? Uh, I forgot to do it in time. Well, Thanks for sending that link, though. There's always specials. Don't worry. 
yeah, I feel like it's everything these days. There's always a promo code. There's always a special. It always ends soon. Yeah. But it never really ends. You ever tried those promo code? Promo cones. A couple days after they're done. Oh, they work sometimes. So those were nice air quotes, Mark. Uh, ends soon, but never really ends. Episode 171. Hey, that you know what? That That's a slogan. Never ending. For humanity, right? Never we, ending coupon. Mark, do we live in end times right now? Of course yeah, not. But guess what? Our parents lived in end times, too. It's always ending soon, but it never ends. I like that. I'm trying to turn it into a title. A t-shirt? No, a title. Oh. Oh, oh, Contagious Malaise. God damn it. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Nailed it. Josh, people are talking about Web3. Is it the internet of the future or just a buzzword? Now, I haven't even read this article because I wanted to come to the expert. Oh, boy. This could be a bad thing. So the first thing I want to know is, what is internet, no, Web3? Web3? Yeah, you know, I can see it right now. I don't don't know what Web3 is. Oh, God. Josh, you're not serious about the future until you add Web3 to your Twitter bio. So Twitter bio? This is a huge ding to your futurist cred as a UX, UI design maven. What are you calling yourself now? Uh, I'm a consultant working at the intersection of UX and uh, AI. AI. Yeah, sure you are. Well, and, but you don't know what Web3 is. Okay. I don't know. Once you explain it to me, I might understand what it is. And Josh, it's an umbrella term for disparate ideas all pointing in the direction of eliminating the big middlemen on the internet. Who are the big middlemen, Josh? I don't know. This is Facebook, very Google, oh, I Twitter. Think of it this way. So wait, why would I put that on my Twitter bio if I want to eliminate Twitter? Something like hashtag pro web three or something. Hashtag fuck Twitter. Hashtag wet leg. Oh, excuse me. Josh, think of it this way. Okay. The nascent days of the internet in the nineties were web one point. What? We're web what oh sort of web one? <laughs> we're web one point oh. One point oh. Oh, okay. The web was seen as a way to democratize access to information. I'm reading from NPR. Yeah, it's article in the show link notes. Uh, but there weren't ways of na- weren't great ways of navigating beyond your friend's GeoCities page. Then came Web 2.0, mid 2000s. Google, Amazon, Facebook, Twitter, make it easy to connect and transact. Web 3.0, grabbing some of that power back. What's the prescription here? Good question. How do we do it? Good question. The answer, according to Dryhurst, who's Dryhurst? <laughs> he's in Wet Leg, and oh. other Web three fans, <laughs> is an iteration of the internet where new social network search engines and marketplaces crop up that have no company overlords. Ooh, I'm thinking blockchain, Josh. Yeah, you are. I'm thinking uh, Bitcoin, crypto. Uh, uh, what else am I thinking? Give me some companies. Well, what I'm thinking is... It's growing mainstream. You know my mind's going to go to the conversational interface at the moment, Mark. But okay, Just hold on one second. <laughs> but it has the power to obscure so much, right? I'm not listening to you tell if they show me any actual If companies. I just tell, tell it... Although there won't be companies because there are no company overlords. Why am I looking for companies? Yeah, I mean... They're power to the people. Speak truth to power, Web 3.3. Open source, good times... What is the chance of Web3? What's the chance? It's just an overhyped fantasy. Well, it doesn't take long to find skeptics. 
Never does. James Gold James Grimmelman. Old Jimmy Grimmel. Jimmy Grimmel. <laughs> Over at Cornell. Man. Man. Web three is vaporware. It's a vaporware. Promise, it's a promised future internet that fixes all the things people don't like about the current internet, even when it's contradictory. Doesn't Web make any three sense. Is passion fruit vape smoke. Fucking classic. What do we end on? Passion fruit vape smoke? Passion fruit vape smoke. Oh, we were talking Web three, Mark. Oh, we're back. Hello. Can something that vast and complex be somehow facilitated democratically over mm. the blockchain, Mark? Absolutely not. It should be anarchic. Grassroots. Mark, they don't draw nearly enough power in the Antarctic to do anything of that sort. Maybe, Josh. When people ask me about Web3, I'm going to think it's the postmodern digital incarnation of hippie love in the 1960s. Yeah, brother. Truth to power. Web 3, it needs a soundtrack. Tracked. It needs a soundtrack, and there's two bands that come to mind. We talked about one. Uh, Wet Leg. But the big one. New Age Dad. Oh, oh, I knew it. Bringing it back. God damn. While you were 90 minutes late, I was writing New Age Dad songs. You were? Oh, look at the guitar. It's right there. That's not a guitar. Was, that's the tenor guitar. I was playing some power chords in NAD fashion, imagining... Uh, I'm ready. Another, Yeah. So maybe if we're going to get together, if I want to start recording by 10, I'll tell you to be here at 8 a.m. What would it be? I would it, get here at the crack of dawn for a recording sesh with I'll New Age Dad. I bet you would. What oh. if Elias on the drums, even? Natch, right there. Uh, what would an episode of 9000 be without an, I, an article idea that may or may not get pitched, Mark? <laughs> this one's going... I think I think you'll see. This is McSweeney's right here. All right, we think about all the havoc that Facebook hath wrought, right? Mm-hmm. But really, at the core, right, it was just this. It was because their shitty little algorithm got out of control. The algorithm is just like mm. do what at, at all costs get as many view eyeballs on this post as you can, and sticky. then that mutates plus the sticky into the news feed. Mm. But then at some point, those pricks realize. Mm. Like they know what's happening, and they'd rather make keep making money, mm. so they do nothing. Little, little decisions all along the way that let the algorithm run amok. What would the world look like, Mark, if instead of Facebook taking over everything, it had been MySpace? <laughs> what if it was MySpace, Tom, not being inquisited by uh, Senate panels? Yeah, where is that guy? I know. Or what if Friendster? Had run with the ball. Wait a minute. Wasn't, as I recall, was MySpace Tom actually the founder of MySpace or was he just the, like the. He was like the engineer or something. He was like a, yeah, a guy who worked there. Yeah. I remember they tried to make a comeback a few years ago with like Justin, they signed on like Justin Timberlake and Pharrell or something and they had this big splashy uh, new uh, interface and everything. But it was still just MySpace. Oh, Josh. Well, this is worth a moment, isn't it? MySpace Tom takes you straight to Tom Anderson on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Uh, American technology entrepreneur, co-founder of the social networking website MySpace, 2003, founded with Chris DeWolf. He was later president, mm. strategic advisor, popularly known as Tom from MySpace, MySpace Tom, or My Friend Tom, because he would automatically be assigned. 
early life, I don't care. Career, I want to know where he is now. Where is he now? <laughs> Great. He's active on other social media platforms, including Facebook and Instagram. Huh. Following an experience with photography at the 2011 Burning Man Festival. Okay. This can't go anywhere good. Oh, is this under controversy? This is under personal life. His interest in his own photography was peaked. September 2014, ABC News interview. Uh, he only did the interview because he wanted to talk about his photography? Probably. All right. Doing but some is, is, he a, is he a peevish little sociopath? <sighs> Probably not. Probably not. I don't think so. I don't know. W- would you read some alternate history like that, Mark? I think he's reti- I'm, I'm sorry. I'm stuck here. His Twitter blurb in 2018, I'm enjoying being retired. And in January 2021, enjoying the good life. New hobby, photography. Photography, man. <laughs> hey, man, take a look at my pics. <laughs> I got new pics, man. I'm going to hang out with George Bush. He's got the brush. I got the lens. <laughs> Gonna go right. study abstract. I, I like that, Josh, as so. a as a yes, as some sort of alternate reality science fiction story with MySpace Tom. All right, sort well, of as the most powerful man in the world. But it, I, why? I wasn't thinking of it as I, I was thinking like maybe it's a better trajectory and we're in a better yeah. world because yeah. what if it's a good world? You know, pandemic response hasn't been hobbled. Democracy because hasn't MySpace been weakened. Tom brought us all together. Well, because MySpace Tom, maybe he realized their algorithm was running amok and decided like, hey, whoa, 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 let's pump the brakes. Oh, so he never got to be the most powerful man in the maybe world. Maybe he buys Insta... What is... I didn't... He could still be the most powerful, just maybe not the most evil. Yeah, not evil. That's I'm, I'm with you there. Maybe he buys Instagram, but then he realizes, whoa, this is really messing up young people's brains. I don't like this. I'm going to reorganize this. I don't want to center it around like narcissism and weird... <laughs> You said, you don't want to shred it around? Center it around. Center it around. And then you went, wrong. <laughs> I couldn't understand it. <laughs> all right, that's all. That's, that's, eh, I think that's a I think beat. this is one that you should write. My plate's full. <laughs> I think you need a little pet project. Yeah, I do. Passion Fruit Vapor Smoke, episode 171, When Josh Couldn't Squat. Article it's 2. Dark Days. Story 2. Wired Magazine brings us a Josh contribution to the doc. Uh, what is it? The future of digital assistance is queer. You sent me this, didn't you? I did. I don't think AI so. AI assistants continue to reinforce sexist stereotypes, but querying these devices could help reimagine their relationship to gender altogether. I think this is you. I think you were trying to throw me a little nugget. You're like, oh, hey. maybe this is me throwing yeah, you a like, nugget. Hey, he likes AI. All right. Well, there you Man. go. Riff. That's what I'm giving to Riff with? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you want me to read to why everything in here says Q? I don't like the sound of that. The Smithsonian this this November the Smithsonian's Futures Festival featuring featuring innovations that are set to change the world will include a familiar face or rather voice Q. Terrible name, uh, really bad. <laughs> Introduced in 2019 as the first genderless AI voice. It's a human voice for use in digital assistance, specifically created for, to be gender ambiguous. It's meant to start a conversation around why we gender technology when technology has no gender to begin with, says Ryan Sherman, one of Q's co-creators. These guys need a major PR assessment. Well, I mean, they created it in 2019. That was like well, maybe right around the same time you had to really be paying attention to know who Q was. But still, rename it. Uh, it is immediately. Call it sis. Or, or call it like QAI, Q voice, Q something. something. So I would take the Q out. I would too, but at least... 
You don't want somebody going around calling you the co-creator of Q. No. It All doesn't right. look good on the resume. Well, we got we got hung up early in the story. Hey, but that's a nice idea. I mean, I think traditionally, you know, they put a lot of research into it to see mm. how uh, people respond to masculine versus feminine voices mm-hmm. in terms of what kind of things those convey to people. But I think they're invariably probably tied to stereotypes, right? Like if we feel a certain way when we hear a female voice, it's Maybe partially because we've been conditioned to do so by the patriarchy. Mark. I mean, it's either overt or even if it's not overt, it's still fucked up. Then right? it's subvert. Then covert. It's, it's covert. Subversive. Then but I think by it. and large, this is a nice opportunity to, I mean, there, you could degender technology. Sure. With, I mean, I say, so I'm not a big Siri guy. In fact, I don't think I've ever used Siri on my phone. Me either. But kids, no, kids like it. But aren't there like... I don't, what's happening? Dropping some wet leg? <laughs> Apparently I am. How did this happen? What Probably is it? Because you were wiping soup off of your oh, fucking yeah. trackpad. Yeah, sorry. You and your soup. Oh, that's wet dream. Their second signal. Single. Oh, God, geez, I can't man. speak. Oh, oh. So old and haggard. Full of, full of soup. Jeez. Spilling coffee on my laptop. You got fucking soup lips. Just, you see what I did? I brought the mug to my mouth. Missed it entirely? No. <laughs> no. But somehow in taking it down from my mouth, I blobbed a bunch right here on the old laptop. I mean, oh, God, it's been a tough day. I'm just catching up to... Yeah. Oh, that was smearing it all over the place. Oh, jeez. First you're 90 minutes late. Now you got coffee everywhere. At what least you... I got some soup. Don't mind that. Thank heavens for soup. Don't mind that. What was I talking about? Soup, oh, the, the Siri voices. You have like a dapper Indian gentleman. There's you a have wide a, array of choices. That's my point. So what, is that the same sort of subject to the same sort of... Uh, Would this mean that you can no longer... Like you should... Are we just colonialists trying to imagine that we have some sort of Indian man in our pocket to do with what we please? Oh, yes. I would be very happy to help you. That's so racist what you just did. I was reinforcing your point. Unbelievable. This show is over. <laughs> because of that? <laughs> Go uh, ahead, man. I'm kidding. No. Uh, I mean, you can't offend me, but... I don't think that would be offensive. I was, like, reinforcing your point. Of course. But, I mean, do we... Does that mean we should design away from the male and the female voice? Should, should to they, the Q voice. Do you ultimately create, like, this very specific voice that's neither he nor she... The they voice? I think that's what this article's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I mean, it could start with just naming it, but... Oh, no, I think it's the whole... call it Pat or Chris. Oh, my God. <laughs> Taylor. Oh, or... Taylor? Yeah, let's keep going. There's tons of them. Yeah, we don't need to list them all. Quinn. Oh, hey, there you go. Harper. There's no boys named Harper, are there? Yes, there are boys named Harper. Oh, well, that's a mistake. Hey, you're very progressive. You named both your children. I won't gender assign them. You named them both uh, neutral names. Well done. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was after. Of yeah, course. you're ahead of the curve, man. Oh, boy. Well, this is still, I, I, I get tongue-tied on this issue because it's the one that I feel the, mo- the oldest about. You can't handle it? Well, the whole 
gender fluidity, transgender movement. I was I was too old to like know that it was real. Hmm. And now I feel like I was dumb and insensitive and when throughout your life? I don't I have told this story on this podcast, I think. I was up there with the mollusk working on the Spiffly pre- project. Oh shit. Yeah. Remember Tell this? It again? <laughs> he like that they had some neighbors over in Boulder and like the he just sort of I, I can't remember what he said, but he dropped some comment like the one of their kids is transitioning. I was like, "What? <laughs> Someone should get her some help." <laughs> I was like, "What do you mean?" It's like he, he kind of looked at me like, "Uh-oh." <laughs> like, "You don't know what I'm talking about, really, do you?" <laughs> He said, she's a boy. She's, I'm like, how old is this kid? Oh, wow. <laughs> right? I'm like, you were pressing your luck, huh? I'm just coming in hard. He's like seven. I'm like, oh, give me a break. You know, this kind of attitude. He 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 was polite. I mean, it wasn't his child. Yeah. So I didn't offend him deeply, I don't think. But I learned in that moment. Did he quickly leave the to workspace? Be, to be more sensitive. He'll find his own cube. To learn about this but more. Hey, yeah. Well, that's the right response, Mark. Thank you. All That's all we can do. It is all we can do. Look at Dave Chappelle. I mean, I don't know why he keeps pushing that issue, honestly. <laughs> I haven't watched all of that special. you got to watch that special. I watched it. Jenny hadn't seen it, and I watched it last night with her. What's shocking to me about that special is, I mean, th- like the second half of it, there's some, he's very clearly pushing buttons, and he knows it, and he says it. He's like, I'm going all in. And he's, he's like, such a great way of delivering it. A master. But the second half of that whole show, is him explaining exactly what's going to happen. It's like, they're coming after me. I'm getting canceled. <laughs> Please don't cancel me. I have. Let's just have an open conversation. If you'll listen, I'll listen, all this kind of stuff. And it just happened anyway. Now, maybe the argument is that that's not genuine and he didn't really mean this, but that's what's shocking to me. I think he's trying. In his mind, as someone who is maybe being naive, it seems like he's being as genuine as he can about this. He's like, I did. I said some bad stuff. I didn't know any better. Now I know better. You're still, t- you're still taking me out of context and being like super sensitive about this. And then he makes some hilarious jokes that <laughs> that are extremely biting. The best part of this show is if you should watch it. It's in this sort of. He's in Detroit, and it's not a tiny, tiny theater, but not huge. And the way it's filmed is good because it looks like the crowd is like right. He's right on them. And about four or five, and like they're just, sometimes they're standing up and applauding and they're on, of course they're big fans. But there's these two um, white women, like four or five rows in, one of them has purple hair. They're, they're just striking, like they stand out in this audience. And for the first half of the show, they're like, just loving it. And then as soon as he starts talking about this stuff and they cut to him, they just look like, Arms like daggers out of the eyes. And so, I mean... He's used to this. He doesn't care. And he but doesn't you're need... saying he Babe Ruth's it? I don't know what that means. He like calls his shot. He points. He's like, I'm going to say all this, and this is what's going to happen. I mean, that's that's my impression of it now, for sure. I mean, he yeah, he's like, I don't know. Watch it. Yeah, I'm not not watching it out of protest or anything. I, just, I started it. It, was, was it is hard to find on Netflix it. now. They kind of buried it? It's kind of buried, yeah. You have to like specifically search the title i was like oh i can probably just i didn't have, do, do like a search i'm like let me just find it and then uh, here's some comedy specials and i'm going along and i keep Ooh. going and it's way in there not even that one one of the earlier ones anyway well, how did we get on that we just well, canceled let, ourselves no i mean let me, you're he, over there doing indian accents i'm over here talking about seven-year-olds making 
weird transgender decisions. Hey, it's uh, it's the future, Mark. Where's my soup? That's my response. Well, the way I think about you all this. just give me my soup and leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> well, with gender fluidity, right? You're right. We're, we're all like little fetus creatures without organs. Same basic material right. flows into one thing or the other. In or out? It's all chemical. It's all fluid. It's all based on fluidity. We all know that you are largely female. Well, that's the thing. I'm Your s- spirit. Well, as I think about this stuff, I'm like, well, I mean, I knew, like, I was girl crazy when I was, like, in fourth grade or something. Ooh, I would yeah. always have really intense crushes. Uh-oh. I feel like even in preschool, I remember this kid and I got into a fight because we both wanted to marry the same girl. <laughs> And then she was, I saw her years later in a gymnastics class, and I still was like as taken as ever. Ugh. Always a, like very girl crazy, but also like did not care for traditional male things. Hmm. You know, I got to watch Steel Magnolias two or three times a year. <laughs> I identify with. Really? Oh, I love it's that movie. It's not that good. It is really good. Okay. It's really good. It's got... I'll have to give dude, it another chance. Amazing cast. You got Sally Field. Yes, amazing cast. You got Daryl Hannah. You got Olympia Dukakis. Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. Fucking Shirley MacLaine. Shirley MacLaine is then the you also batty got old neighbor. Sam Shepard oh. in a fleeting role. You got Dolly Parton. You got oh. Tom Skerritt. Skerritt. The Skerritt. <laughs> I don't know. It's a great movie. It... it has all the emotions, all the feels, as they say, as Wet Leg says. I dig it. So, but I, I don't know. So that's indicative of your well, I feel like, spirit. Well, when we were growing up, it was very ooh, little maboob. It's time for the interlude. R. D. Berman. This is from the soundtrack to the movie Cholet. Ja 
सहरा में मिलते हैं गुलशन में गुल खिलते हैं जब सहरा में मिलते हैं मैं और तू That's okay. Was I talking over that? Well, I'll drop it out. Yeah, okay, good. Tell you what, here's a prescription. <clears throat> you really want to jumpstart your morning, hmm. or maybe you're cooking dinner and things, you're feeling a little lag. My booba, my booba. You go into whatever, Apple Music, search up R.D. Berman. Oh, that dude scored like over 300 or something Bollywood <laughs> films. He, w- he died when he was like 57, not even that old. So you just like you scroll through and you're looking at these album covers. They they all have these amazing names and posters. You just pick one at random uh, and Josh, you play I'm it, in, and you you're in a good mood. You're in a good mood. I'm in I'm in Apple Music right now. There's an Essentials playlist right here. Bet your ass there is. I wonder if Mabuba Mabuba is on it. I've I've watched oh, that. Oh, it is right there. I've watched that movie Cholet. It's pretty good. It's like a kind of a I think it's like a goofy crime caper sort of. All right, I'm gonna add that. I'm gonna check that out later. I like me some. I like him a boob, huh? Yep, that that song's. I'm pretty sure been on a Christmas mix or two in this household. Oh, that is a household classic. Are we gonna get another one? Oh, I don't. Oh, oh, it's that time of year, Josh. I know everything's. Although, what do you do with? Yeah, you do a family holiday mix. Yeah, I think you did that. Did you do it last year? I think I did. Let me go to SoundCloud. Let me check. That's the easiest way to find out. You can't remember. Shit. All right. Oh, wait. To wrap up. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I have a couple thoughts about this as well. About gender fluidity? About Q. Oh. Oh, my only... What was my... Th- oh, well, you know, we're we're growing up. There are basically two choices. Holy days 2020. There I you go. I got 2020. I got 2019. I got 2018. Come on. So you need a 2021. You got to do it. Oh, last year was an hour 20. <laughs> I'm have to revisit that this season. I'd recommend it. <laughs> Go ahead, please. Oh, you know what I mean, though? You only you kind of had two choices. You could, like, you know, you're a boy, you're a girl, you're like... I don't even... Have I heard this? Every time I see you, the heartbreakers, all I have to do is dream. Bob Dylan and George Harrison. Ooh, that is a good one. Cat Stevens, Safe and Sound, Azure, Azure Ray, Housekeeping. I'm not sure. Did you announce this one? 
Oh my God, Josh! So much to listen to. I don't remember. I might have just. Oh, you know what I did? Just I, threw it up there. No, no, no. We sent out holiday cards, and I, I put what I do on my holiday cards is I print it with a little QR code that you can scan that takes you to the mix, Mark. <sighs> so clever. Next gen. That's Web three, baby. <laughs> Web3 is all SoundCloud <laughs> QR three, codes. Here's what I'm thinking. You clearly have a branding issue with this whole sort of queering Q voice. Yeah. You get, you but need what it. do you do? One, I'm thinking if I was actually in Q. Anon? Yes. Okay. I try to co-op this thing. I'll bet you do. It'll be like the voice of Q or something. Or I'm going to come hard at it as more liberal malarkey. Uh, trying to queer up my cell phone. Yeah, this snowflake yeah. chatbot yeah. type thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, see where I'm going. Did you see my point though? Like you grew <laughs> we grew up having very limited options of like who you could be, who you were supposed to like, what you were supposed to do. Sure. So now it's like a cornucopia. You can you can mix and match. Who knows? Like when I was growing up, if I had known like, oh, I can like be really into girls, but I also can also like be into old lady shit too. Maybe I'm queer, but I like girls. Like, is that a maybe, thing? Maybe I don't if know. you'd gone to Denver School of the Arts, you would have gotten there all on your own. I know. That I, appears to be a supportive environment for this kind of... It is. They talk about their pronouns. Oh, yeah, they sure do. Yeah, and I could see as like an old, su- as an old fucking soup eater. How <laughs> oh, that'd be confusing to you. <laughs> oh, no, but, I, but I'm smart enough and open-hearted enough to... Yeah, why the hell not? Let in the... I mean, the world's ending, for fuck's sake. Voice of today? Of Let them do what they want. I don't care what my, my kid wants to be. Sure, do what you want. And I'd like to reiterate Try to again. find some. But are you hearing what I'm saying about this whole co-opting of the cue voice? I am. You're very concerned about the name of this thing. The, the clearly, like you can get past it. Clearly, they're going to change the name at some point. I'm sure it's already underway. Okay. There's no way they're still standing by Q. Fair enough. I don't think at this point you could ever hope to ride that out and win. I don't know, man. Q this, is Q. This article is fresh off the presses at Wired Magazine. Josh, Did you I'm know move there on. was a, a hardcore band back in the late 90s called Q and Not You? Oh. You letter U? Q and Not You. I think it came out on Ian McKay's label or something. Well, speaking of Ian McKay, Josh, here's why movie dialogue has gotten more difficult to understand. Oh, yeah, this and article. three ways to fix it. Josh, I think I saw, let me look at the date. I feel like I saw this article years ago. Really? Oh, it's new. But oh. Yeah, you feel like you did, but you didn't. I clicked it assuming it would be sort of like a, you know, BuzzFeedy type thing. That is like a serious, long, in-depth article about oh, yeah, all the various this. factors that make it hard to hear dialogue in movies. Huh. Which it is worse. It is worse. Mark, over here, disciple of the Criterion Channel. Ugh. You watch the old movies, you can hear what the fuck they're saying. Really? You watch the new movies, you start to think you're losing your hearing, you start to think you're losing your mind. Yeah. You start to think you need to invest in a better sound bar. You're yep. excited because Sonos has released a sound bar that they worked with Academy Award winning sound editors to try and make it so you can hear the dialogue better. Like, this is a real problem. It is. I didn't realize how multifaceted that problem was. Mark, just can I oh, skip across some of the headlines. I will. Or like the subheads, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to give you the headings, yeah. The subheads. It's a purposeful choice. Ooh. I wonder why. That one, why? Yeah, that one's a little too vague. I think you need to uh, maybe dig a sentence deeper. When it comes to dialogue, 
Unintelligibility. One name looms above all others. Christopher Nolan. Oh, yeah, he does. He does. Pushes the boundaries of sound design. Scenes, you can't hear what I'm saying. Scenes in which audiences literally cannot understand what his characters say. Being set in the shadows. It's not just audiences. Filmmakers have reached out to him to complain. Uh... Uh, I think Nolan wears it as a badge of honor. I don't think he cares. He wants people to give him bad publicity because then he can explain his methods to everyone. Well, what are his methods? Yeah, he, that that is kind of a weird argument. Characters have a mask. He, he wants, wants to be constantly justifying his decisions. <laughs> original sound Sounds like because fun. it's more real. Uh, talking about Bane's mask. It uh, would be painful. Yeah, I, you've been for over there you, riffing on it for a while. All right, whatever. Number two, it's in the acting. Oh, this is another Tom Hardy dig, right? Looks like it. Because I talk like I have marbles in my mouth. Mumbling, breathy, I call it self-conscious type of acting is so frustrating. I'm reading the lines through soup. (laughs) Sound isn't respected enough on sets. Meow. Meow. Okay, good enough. Technology, a.k.a. the Jurassic Park problem. Ooh. Have you read this? You haven't read this. I've read that whole article. I'm remember trying to remember Jurassic what the Jurassic Park problem? Park problem was. Let's see if I... I want to know what that was. Where, where is it? Oh, come on. It might have just been because the sound design, like the sound effect design, was so loud and... If you listen to, say, Four Weddings and a Funeral, you'll hear every word. The sound was cut on film back then, and with limited time, track count, and budget, these are the results you got. I thought that was the issue, was that they've got so much... So many channels with which to throw things on. That That's the, on there, too. The that ambient there's so noise many. and the soundscapey stuff gets in the way. Right, but, he, but you would think that they're also overdubbing a lot. like Right. Well, that's the Nolan argument. He's like, I don't want to do the overdubbing. I want them in the moment raw. And then I want to layer a bunch of crap on top of it, even though my guy's talking through a leather mask. Yeah. I I would say 30% of the time I got the subtitles on. <laughs> I was about to say that. Yeah, I can see you. Well, peering over your readers, <laughs> sipping soup, squinting at subtitles. Trying to figure out what gender fluidity is. Going, huh? <laughs> what time you want me there? Now, berating your Indian Siri voice, which I'm not <laughs> going to attempt to recreate. Racist! The, I think most of the time for us, it is a language sometimes it's a dialect like there'll be an accent and we're watching it with the kids and the, what, what show was that where we just there was a ton of uh oh god what were we watching black mirror no <laughs> no oh man what was it i can't remember squid game so bad no so sometimes it is accent kids are like what the hell are they saying we turn on the subtitles yeah. Sometimes it's me in my room, and it's late, and I don't want to turn it up so loud that I can hear it. Ooh. It's just on a little bit, so there's some noise, but then subtitles. And that's how I watch most of Squid Game. Oh, just You did watch Squid Game I by yourself? Watch, yeah, I did watch Squid Game. <laughs> by yourself at like one in the morning. I was like half awake, like, oh, no. Are you Uh-oh. still sleeping on the floor in there? No, I do half and half. What do you mean half and half? Half the night or half the time? No, half, I do nights in the bed, nights on the very hard futon office couch, no floor. 
you you're more yeah. nights in the bed. Okay. Back in the bed. Back in the bed. But not oh, yeah. full time. <laughs> Romance is in the air. Yeah, so if I'm in the I'm, I'm like, oh, let me just open up the futon and watch a squid game real quick. Let me Subtitles. Watch four or five of those. No. I'm you're not a binger, are you? I don't do a lot of binging. You've got a lot of self-control, Mark. Thank you. I'll give you that. I appreciate that. I don't know why you're saying it, but I'll take it. Well, except when it comes to time management. Ouch. Mixing for streaming. Mixing sound for theaters can be tough, but mixing sound specifically for streaming has its own set of challenges. I think sometimes they have two separate versions of a film. They do? That you can select the audio? No, no, no. I'm saying the 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 studio release. Like They have the theatrical version, and then there's a version with audio for streaming. I mean, that's something I haven't explored, is there's all sorts of different options Audio in. Too many options, honestly. And I never really go into those settings. We had to for Squid Game for some reason. There was one translation that was supposed to be ridiculous. You had to make sure you had the right one. Josh, there's other problems, but now the heading is how do we fix this? You don't know. Okay. Expensive new speakers. How do we fix this? Uh, One prong involves educating people about the importance of sound. From studio execs to the filmmakers themselves. Okay. We are, we have filmmakers who don't know that sound is important. Is that what they're telling me? I don't either. This is a dumb world. World. It's a dumb or article or a dumb world. That's right. One or the other. Uh, we're thinking outside the box. Stay vigilant about the ways the average person is watching a movie. Yeah. Uh, professionals consistently finding ways to up their game and meet. Yeah. The third and final prong involves having tough conversations on the set. <laughs> tough. <laughs> Which establish priorities and make sure everyone is on the same page. Okay. Everyone needs to sit down and listen to Carl the sound person. Person. <laughs> it just did that thing again. Nope, we're good. Okay. We're still moving forward. Right. Anyway. That was a great article. Wasn't it? I mean, I, I thought this had mostly a Mostly I was excited angle. that it reinf- like I thought I was the only one that right. would, couldn't hear shit. I thought it was my tinnitus. <laughs> and then I, step one, or the first thing that happened is I real I saw the ad for the Sano soundbar with the descriptor that they'd engineered the sound so you could hear what people were fucking saying. Oh, that's good. And I'm like, so I'm not the only one. And then I find this article, not only am I not the only one, someone's giving it way too much thought. <laughs> <laughs> I like that there's prescription. How do we fix this? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Let's fix some bigger problems before we start freaking out. I mean, actually, no, fix it. No, it's fix it. <laughs> you got to fix Go this. Go back to film school. What are you <laughs> doing? It's like, fix it 101. Movie 101. Movie making 101. Whatever I'm trying to say. Christmas God. Day? I think I'm taking my whole family to go see Licorice Pizza, Mark. Ooh. Well, PTA, baby. Well, Christmas Day movie, huh? It was a tradition in my house growing up. My mom loved Die Hard so much when she finally saw it. Once she saw it like on VHS or whatever, she... Not something she saw in the theater. Like, we watched it. She ended up watching it, like, part of it, and then she was, like, all in. She's like, wait, this movie's amazing. <laughs> we went and saw Die Hard 2 in, in theaters on Christmas Day. Oh, wow. I like that as a tradition. Yeah, where the guy gets fucking stabbed in the eye socket with the icicle? Come on! Oh, yeah. <sighs> See, now you're bugging bu- me. Now I have a machine gun. I... Her, the, her, so last year... Her, Pandemic-induced isolation. We had our own just small, immediate family holiday. Yeah. And we did. I, did we go? I'm not sure if we... Were we allowed to go out to eat last year? I don't recall. The tradition has been Indian food out Christmas Eve. Indian-themed episode, turns out. <laughs> A holiday movie 
at home after. Okay. And I think we, I think last time was Christmas Story, and they hated it. Who hated it? It's it was, good. That the movie stands up. Yeah, they thought it was. They're like, this kid just wants a BB gun. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's a tough crowd. Not everyone wants tickets to the wet leg concert. <laughs> I think that's this year's tradition. Just <laughs> wake leg. up, put on some wet leg. <laughs> open Gather some around, gifts. let's open presents while we listen to wet leg. Uh, I like the idea of adding a movie. What are some other good holiday movies? I'm liking to? the name of that band less and less the more I say it, honestly. <laughs> you know why? Here, I'll tell you a funny little story. Reminds you of your oozing wound on your kneecap? No, it reminds me of something else. I'm oh, sure this has God. happened to you. I, I'm taking a... Don't be so sure. You know. Going going number two. Deep squat. And then I finish. And then I make sure I, like, you know, <laughs> shimmy. Okay. I, no, I don't do that. <laughs> what, that's, you, what, are you a dog? <laughs> no, like, you're sitting there, but you're shimmying, you're waggling, and then you're, you're shaking it. You're I trying don't to do get, that. I get all the pee out, because then you stand up. This happens all the time. I'll uh, spend, like, a minute getting all the pee out. And then I stand up. <laughs> Nothing happens. But then as soon, as soon as I pull up my underwear. Oh, you dribble. It's Take like a, a tablespoon of piss comes down my leg. <laughs> this this happened the other day to such extent that I like I had to take off my underwear, throw them in the dirty clothes, and then I grabbed another <laughs> pair, put them on, and then like another <laughs> tablespoon came out. And I got it all over the floor. Oh. I mean, I, I was in soup eater mode. <laughs> Do you wake up at night and have to urinate? No. In the middle of the night? Hmm. Okay. Thankfully, no. I don't think, I don't know what. I don't think that. I have that. You've problem. never had that where you like pee? Yes, I have had that. And then, that, like, a minute later, a bunch comes out. <laughs> and the older you get, it's like the more that comes out. Well, uh, uh, you don't know, huh? Not that bad. Not so much that I'm waggling. You never and I've that. never been like a guy at the urinal who's like milking it out or shaking it hard. Jesus, I'm not milking it at the urinal. Uh, these people, extreme measures. You've seen people milking it? Yeah, haven't you? You're just sitting there to go to the bathroom. The guy's like, hey, look at this. Whoa. <laughs> I'm kidding. What kind of events you're that's, going that's to? That's a joke. That was a good one. That was with George Michael. We were hanging out. George Michael, like from Arrested Development? No, George Michael, the now deceased celebrity pop star who went into the restroom and... What? You don't remember this? No. What did he do? He was milking it in a restroom? No, the milking wasn't in it, but he went into a public restroom and oh, wait, this got... Kind of there was a sting. Sting the, was there? The, <laughs> the police the police seemed to be getting their jollies at the time by trying to seduce men. They So they'd pick good-looking cops to go into restrooms and solicit sex acts. And if they said yes... Then you got arrested? They got arrested. And they, I don't remember if he got arrested just for being gay or if there was money involved. And it was to George Michael that they month? arrested George Michael. That's so. That's how we went from for one careless you whisper. Drib- dribbling in your underwear to me thinking through what could happen at a urinal to then a public restroom. And now both of us not really liking the name Wet Leg as a band name, or no, you still on board? <sighs> it just makes me feel like I, I need to go it, change my underwear. <laughs> and not for like well, it's a, not getting on your leg. No, it does. It would run all the way down. It's like a tablespoon, man. It's not that like is, a drop okay, or two. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I'll, yeah, I don't think it. Maybe a teaspoon. Like, where am I even holding on to this? Where is it coming from? I, th- you, what part of the pipe? This, I think, you could go, you could find a couple YouTube videos on this, too. 
I bet I could find an article as long as that sound engineering about problem. why this just happens. About the piss drip. And I bet you they give you some sort of Kegel techniques to really tighten but that up. That's and... the thing. I'm a Kegeling fool. I'm Kegeling right now. Jesus Christ. I don't know. But well, I bet the article butthole. would be called, like, How to Prevent Wet Leg. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, there's some lady on YouTube that sometimes gets in my what? algorithm who uh? she's like, all she talks about is penis health. Hmm. All sorts of urological topics. I'm sure she's covered this, Josh. Excellent. Yeah, let, me, let, me, let me find it for you. What's her name? <laughs> I'm going to look. Although if I search for this. Nah, I don't know, man. Damn it. Oof. Well, if I search on Google. You're very protective of your YouTube algorithm. Uh, what's hurt? You only want. Urologist. Like how to play fish solos and. Urologist lady. Peep my soundboard. Peep my pedal pad. What if I type urologist lady? What happens? There she is right there. Rena Malik, MD. I'm going to go to... Oh, God. Now I'm really going to get into it. Okay. Increase your semen. Can you masturbate too much? Oh, Josh, this title... This channel is made for you. It is. <laughs> These are all the burning questions I ask myself. Like, I, weird facts you never knew about your bladder. I'm going to find this one for you. All right. How to increase sexual pleasure. How to boost your libido. See, can everyone's you, more concerned you, about boners than Can you wet break leg. your penis? Buried penis? What? Make your semen taste sweet. I okay. Some of this is clickbait. She's clickbaiting. Come on. Why is she coming to your algorithm, though? What other uh, videos are you watching? Climax from peeing. Can you really peegasm? What Whoa! is this? <laughs> Man. Oh, Josh. And look at the, the uh, thumbnail for this. It's quite evocative. What a beautiful world. Why men have urinary dribble and what to do about it? Uh, oh, I knew it would work for you. You knew it was out there. All right, I'm going to click on it now. I'm sacrificing my algorithm for you. I appreciate that. And this is coming into your text stream. Oh, I thought you were going to Have you ever right experienced now? going to the bathroom and after relieving, a little bit just dribbles out as you close your zipper? I've never had the good fortune of just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Even I can tell that that's incredibly annoying for men. So here is what we know about poist Poist. Poist. Post void dribble, or better known as urinary dribble. AKA wet leg. Be sure to watch until the end to learn how you can minimize or even prevent this. Oh, they make you wait till the end, don't they? Well, first let me text it to you, but then, because I know you're going to want to go deep. And then, and then I'll, I'll click on it. You want me to watch a little? I don't know. <laughs> oh, he's just disappointed now. <laughs> he's thinking about his wet leg. <laughs> wet leg syndrome. All right, come on. Let's see what Rena has to say. What else we got to do? We got 20 minutes. I got an ad for orgain collagen peptides. That's good. Peptides. Multi-purpose. You're okay, Josh. See, I thought it was connected to my tinnitus. Probably is somehow. Oh, okay. I'm gonna skip ahead. She's a doctor. She sees people. Uh oh. 
This is making me have to pee. <laughs> I know where this is going. Everyone's prostate gets larger. This is clearly an old man podcast all of a sudden. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're both like fascinated by yeah. this. <laughs> I forgot we were recording. I think I did too. <sighs> so it sounds like I just need to maybe stimulate my prostate after I pee. Yeah, there you go. That's your takeaway, I'm sure. Yeah. Just lube up, finger in there. Give No, just give the taint a good press. That might be enough to do it. <laughs> and see if a little shoots out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Be exciting. Like, there, there Maybe that's the pegasm. Self diagnosis and self treatment. You just pee and then just hit that real quick and see. If Thank you, Web Three. There's the. Will you watch this in full later? There's a lot going on here, Josh. Okay. I do like that idea, though. It's probably which idea do you like? The the, that, the <laughs> prostate press. <laughs> I like. I think. I think you should massage your. Put your finger right in your butt. Ooh. Go deep. Try to get that prostate. Oh, jeez. Did a, I tell you this story? About <laughs> when you got uh, when uh, you got didn't you get fingered by a sherpa? No, that never <laughs> happened. That is your version of some weird event. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I did. I finally went and got a physical. I feel like I told this last episode. Did I tell you the story? I don't think so. All right, you tell. Well, clearly it's you worth got a finger up there. No, you asked for it and they said no. <laughs> you demanded it. More they of still that. said no. So I. I'd had a few over the pandemic. Some of my Williams buddies, the Eves, the yeah, Eves, the gathered, mighty Eves, <laughs> gathered on Zoom, and one of the things that came up was colonoscopies and prostate exams. And it was this weird, like some of us had had them, some of us hadn't. And I was like, I haven't had either, because I'm a Kaiser guy, and Kaiser's like public health. We do it at fifty until you need whatever. Or, well, you're looking at me already like I'm an alien. I mean, I've had a prostate exam. I haven't had a prostate exam. I had a prostate exam like before I was forty, I think. It was a self note. <laughs> yeah, was this your buddy in back? <laughs> no, I remember I went to after a, a steel doctor. magnolias. Oh no, and it was it was a, a female doctor. It was a strange. Oh, I mean, I don't know why it would matter either way. To I mean, well, this is so I'm having this physical. It's going fine. It's barely hands on, right? It's mostly just you need some vaccines and. Tell me how you're doing and blah, blah, blah. But at the end, she goes, okay, old man stuff, which I thought. It's the first time I'd seen this doctor. Oh, okay. And it's a woman, a younger woman, oh. who I picked because I'm like, I want young, and the rest of these options are bizarre. So it was her. There was something about her. <laughs> I really liked. Wow. <laughs> this got dark. That's not what I meant. What kind anyway, of story is this? so is she this? starts talking about colonoscopies, and there's two, two approaches now. You can do the little at-home poop test. Oh, a little poop smear? A little poop smear, or you can get knocked out, and they scope you and really look, and there's pros and cons to these. The, you get a lot, a lot of false positives with the at-home test, and you end up needing the... So you'll get a reading like, 
there's some blood in there. That's all they're looking for. And if you have it, you get the full one anyway. So she's like, I might just get the full one. It could just be blood from tearing around the sphincter. Yeah, if you've been really doing your prostate trying <laughs> yeah, to get that pee out. Trying to get the pee dribble out. You're bound to be some light tearing. So long story short, I said, what about the prostate? And she's like, Cause, so the colonoscopy had a, I think it was at 50 officially. They were about to move it to younger. She was saying you, you could go ahead and get it. So I said, what about prostate? She said, there's no real date for that. And I guess I made some comment like, right, finger. She goes, well, I couldn't do that because my fingers are too short. So I'd have to get another guy in here. Whoa! <laughs> and I felt very proud of this in the moment because I was sort of on my phone. I'm like, you don't know where my prostate is. <laughs> you said that? I did. <laughs> I was trying to make a joke. How'd that go over? She was like, actually, I do. She's like, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> she says, I've felt, I've, she's made some comments. Like, she started bragging about her ability no, to. But she said, trust me, I've I've felt the edges of many prostates, <laughs> meaning her little fingers oh. go in and she can't quite, can't get, quite to get it. it. <laughs> she can tickle the prostate, but not examine it. Oh, I thought that was a special moment. Well, anyway, I mean, anyway, that's the end of my story. That's a good story. Thanks, Josh. You definitely <laughs> did not tell that last time. Okay, good. I'm proud of you for so many things that uh, happened in that story. Quick on my feet. You don't know where my prostate is, but she was just as quick. Yes, I do. She's like, oh, I felt the, edges the edge of, of many. That's right. I'd be happy to scrape the edge of your prostate. But that's as far as I can. I'd have to get someone else in here. <laughs> Isn't that bizarre? Okay, we need a prostate exam. Old Eddie's coming in with the big finger. <laughs> He's our janitor, but he's got this amazing hand. You'll love it. Gentle huge, touch. Huge, huge fingers. <laughs> All right. Do we want to do the I rest of these? I bet you would probably give an amazing prostate exam with your dexterity, yeah, do of- your tweezering fingers. I mean, they're thin, which is good. Yeah. If you're, if you're not, I mean, depending on what you're after. But they're not, not they're longish. They're not super long. You trim those nails down, I think that would be a pretty comfortable <laughs> exam right there. You know who would be really good is John Mayer. Any take any sort of Jimi Hendrix, any one of those sort of maestro guitarists with they got those huge hands, big long fingers. Oh jeez! They get in there and. All right, we're getting a little peek into your fantasy world. What it happened? Seems. What happened to this episode? This one got a little weird. All right, we've covered Web three, we've covered Q, and we've covered Christopher Nolan and his soundscapes. I got oh god, I got three left. I guess we better hurry. <laughs> Whole Foods Market reveals top 10 food trends for 2022. Good old food trend end of year story. We love these. Josh gets to react. Ooh, I'm salivating and I have to pee. (laughs) Well, just tap that taint and you'll be fine. Josh, ultra urban farming. That sounds good. That's a trend. Like, yeah, having great growing your own supply right in your own backyard. Indoor farming. Vertical, perhaps. Vertical. Verticali. Hydroponics, aquaponics, whatever. You do yuzu. Yuzu. Yuzu's nothing new. A lesser-known citrus mainly cultivated in Japan, Korea, and China. Taking the culinary world by storm. I have to belch. But Is I this sorghums? Nope. No. All right, yuzu. Two, reduce. Do you like a yuzu? Yuzu is the trend. That's a trend. I mean, that's been around forever. Oh, of course, but we're bringing it back in sexy new ways. Get ready to see this fruit shine in 2022. <laughs> Is that what the copy says? <laughs> the end of the copy. Oh, wow. And uh, you wrote that? Nope. No. Reducitarianism. Are you a plant-curious eater who isn't ready to give up meat entirely? 
So this is flexitarianism with a little reduced spin on it. Yeah. Hibiscus is happening. Wow, they are really grasping at straws here. Yep. Hibiscus? Oh, but they've... I almost peeked out. I got whoa. so excited whoa, over the whoa, next whoa. one. Josh. Yeah. Buzzless spirits. That I like. You and your N.A. beer? You. This is... I told you I got a, a Brooklyn brewery, I think. Uh, they had a sampler pack of N.A. beers. <gasps> I had a N.A. IPA, an N.A. Hazy, hazy IPA, an N.A. Pills, and an N.A. Amber, I think. And a side of ketamine? No, I just... Because uh, I realized I still like stacking cans, bro. <laughs> and, you know, like... Who doesn't? A sparkling water is good, and even, like, the bubbly hop water, that's it's expensive, and it's, like, just mm-hmm. hop tea. But an N.A. beer has unnecessary calories. That's what I like. I like the empty calories. Mm. Gives you a little extra boost. Mm. Makes you want to do stretches while you're watching football. Well, let's see if there's any... Try the trend. Green Bar Distillery Bitters and Soda, non-alcoholic cocktail. L- lavender, orange, and Earl Grey. What? No, that's all one thing. Green Bar Distillery Bitters and Soda, non-alcoholic cocktail. Lavender, orange, and Earl Grey. Ritual Zero Proof. Whiskey, gin, tequila alternatives, rum alternative. I don't know if I need zero proof spirits. <clears throat> this is experience. I was never a spirits guy, though, you know? Grains that give back. Okay. Yep. Sounds good. Hey, I bought some uh, oh, you're gonna hate this barley one. milk that was, I think, made from like really second use barley or something. I don't know. It was pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Seize the sunflower seed. <laughs> Sun butter, man. That's been around forever. Yep. Oh, no. Moringa's moment. <sighs> Moringa's moment was like a decade ago. And yeah, like I'm all for Moringa and like this one company, Cooly Cooly, is amazing and what they're doing. But like it, it has not. Well, I think people are trying to beat this one into a trend, and it's not. Oh uh, well, doesn't have it doesn't have the thrust of a trend. Ask Rena Malik. It doesn't have functional the... fizz. All right, we're we're. What's functional fizz? That's adding health ingredients to your fizzy drinks. Oh, you know what, uh, Rebel. Yeah. Health Aid Pop Prebiotic Sodas. I like those. Olipop. <laughs> have you had those? I've had some Olipops. I like those. It's a, it's a strange melange of flavors. You've got like the, you know, it's got the monk fruitiness. The inulin. The inulin. You like that fiber. It's got the prebiotic fiber. Oh. It's got the probiotics. <laughs> it's got like that root beer flavor. It's a weird flavor, but it's really good. Oh, good. You got, why it's the you taste so, of the next generation. Why are you so aggressive right now? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, there's only one more, and it's going to blow your mind. Turmeric takes off. <laughs> yeah, those are some tired trends, man. What the fuck? Not good. It tells you where the, the state of the like the modern. There's it's, nothing it's, new. It's They've, not. It's it's happened. Yep, it's, it's happened. All and happened. We're trying to pretend that there's all this innovation, but it's repurposing innovation. What was there one true innovation if in food technology, Mark, that occurred in 2021? I'm sure there was something. <laughs> Are you asking an expert? I thought I was. Look, you know where all the innovation is happening. It's happening with these cell cultures and animalless proteins, is what they're after. Uh, what about? Hyper-personalized nutrition, Mark. 
First, you got to get personalized nutrition. You got that? Sick burn, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Sick burn on the, isn't that its own industry already? Personalized diets? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, industry. Yeah. It's a thing. People are trying. Eat right for your blood type. That's the old way. Eat right for your blood type three. Oh, I love it. Yeah, babe. (laughs) High snobiety. Hey. Worst foods of 2021. More react for Josh. Uh, this, but this is worse, like, collabs, right? I don't, 2021, a year in cursed food. There's let's, a lot. I think they're, they're, it's collab heavy, maybe. Let's see. You got, like, your, oh, tra- yeah. your Travis Scott McDonald's Oh, you ready nonsense. for these? Yeah. All right. You got Chipotle X Sean Mendez. <laughs> the Sean Mendez Bowl. Oh, my God. I didn't know that had happened. I actually, I don't hate that idea. Oh, the, but I think you it's rolled going it out to with his foundation. But it's rolled out with too much pomp. Yeah. What you don't do, it's it is it's the same stuff, right? Well, here's what it is. Here's what you do, Mark. You don't do the Sean Mendez bowl. Here's what you do. You do a whole series of curated bowls. You of can celebrities? pick your favorite celebrity bowl, right. and it goes to their charity. And that way, you're not like making it awkward by right. making it the Sean Mendez Bowl. Yes, agreed. So that that's my marketing. Insight. I love that. It makes me think. You know, you know me and my whole fecal transplant ideation. I know all about it. The day will come when you can buy celebrity poop. Oh yeah, that's bring in. Bring in some of that microbiome of Kim Kardashian. Feel the way she feels. Now Everyone's going to want that Pete Davidson poop. <laughs> God, that's got to be the worst microbiome. Yeah, eventually that will that will come and go, but it will happen. That might be an ideal microbiome, right? Don't you? You wouldn't want like... Real resilient, tough. Yeah, you, you want kind of that... Well, I think it's got to be coated with various pharmaceuticals. That's good, though. Give eh. you just a little bit of that resistance. Would, you wouldn't want that? Instead of buying like some eight-year-old Olympian athlete kids poop, <laughs> Jesus, that's some good stuff. No, I, I think you want poop that's been around the block. Whoa, Usain Bolt. You don't want like new poop. What about some Usain Bolt poop? Usain Bolt poop? Yeah, or his kids poop. What is it with you and kids poop? Because well, the kids got they got that fresh microbiome. Oh, okay. Isn't tainted with all of your ageism. Your soup. <laughs> That's soup. All, All right. The Sean well. Mendez bowl looks like it's just some sort of guacamole thing and goes to a charity. IKEA meatball scented candles. Yeah, that seems just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Hendrix gin gaming chair. The Hendrix gaming chaise. Well, that's the wet leg single. It's sort of chaise like the, long. the anti-gamer's chair, right? Anti-gamer's like- chair. It's yeah. designed for unplugged, non-digital pursuits. It looks like a big, luxurious chaise. Alone. I mean, I like the the thinking behind it, I suppose, but come on. No one needs that shit. Pringles Crypto Crisp. What is that? I couldn't even make heads or tails of that. It was an Instagram post. They cashed in on the NFT craze with it with its first virtual flavor, Chris, Chris, and, christened Crypto Crisp. <laughs> Are you, are you trying to end the show? No, I keep messing up and uh, not giving us enough space. Essentially, a GIF, a GIF, a GIF, a GIF 
of a Pringles container. Only 50 were made and five still remain if you're willing to shell out 4.93 Ethereum, approximately $23,000 for the pointless inedible collectible. Wow. That's the point, though. What is happening here? Burger King's Twitter mishap. Oh, is this where they said women belong in the kitchen? On <laughs> yes. National Women's Day? What? What is it? The fast food chain decided to celebrate International Women's Day by tweeting out women belong in the kitchen, intended to highlight the lack of female representation in the culinary world. Oh, that's great. That's funny. They don't always work out. Pumpkin spice cup noodles. Oof. Yeah, I don't. Miller Lite. Collabing with New Balance. Seems unnecessary. That's kind of a dad vibe. Oh, isn't it like that shoe koozie? Oh, it's a dad. It's a shoesy. Shoe shaped beer koozie. The shoesy. The yeah. shoesy. Panera bread bathing suit. <laughs> Some of those look okay. Soup gang rejoice. Panera has you covered with bathing suits emblazoned with soup across the boobs. Hey, that's what you need, a <laughs> soup bathing suit. <laughs> oh, that one is a hit. All right. I know what I'm getting you for Christmas, a soup <laughs> single piece. That'll help you embrace the spirit of gender fluidity. You can wear a bathing no. suit that was designed for a female body, but fits you just fine because <laughs> you're live, but you're a bit hippie. You're, I like where you're going. But if you really want it to be useful, you know me and my lap swim with either. So I don't have the full Speedo, but I have the boy short. You need to get me the boy short. <laughs> you know what would be cool is boy short. What if, it, what if it said soup to nuts? <laughs> yeah, that's even better. Oh, God. There's some merchandising. Coca-Cola coffee. Sips like a Coke, finishes like a coffee. I had some of that. I bought it at Target in a weird moment of weakness. Really? I don't think I bought a can of Coke and... It was a can or a bottle? What it was, was like it? a little can. Was it any good? Duh, I mean, it was intense. It tasted like coffee? It did. Oh. But it was fizzy? Like and a it, Coke? And it was sugar-free, I think, too. So it, I guess I do like a Diet Coke from time to time. Well, the only copy for that moment <laughs> from High Snobiety is a cheap alternative to Adderall? Uh, I don't remember it. Gotcha. <laughs> kicking me into gear. Look but. at this shit. DJ Khaled's Another Wing. With a photo of him in a giant pile of wings. Isn't this the thing that he'll boat up to you? With wings? Yeah. He'll have a wing party with you? That's somewhere he had a delivery-only chicken wing joint that was also on, like, jet skis or something. Wow. I saw some late-night host just make fun like this must have come up when he was coked up. He's a visionary. Uh, a cocaine visionary. Bonus. Travis Scott by McDonald's X McDonald's Chicken Nut Body Pillow. <laughs> A nice body pillow that vaguely looks like a chicken nugget. <laughs> yeah, I think the problem with that one was the marketing photography was quite removed from the actual product, which is pretty common in McDonald's, right? Yeah. It doesn't look like what it photographs. All right, man. Does, there, we got to do this last one before we wrap here. We got two minutes. <laughs> why you should, this is you, oh. why you should switch to bar soap for everything. That was a fascinating article. So, do you read this one? I did, and it was interesting to me on a multitude of reasons, Mark. Let's hear it. Well, I like the notion of, yes, you can use a bar of soap for a lot of things. Yes. By switching to bar oh, soap. Oh, Bronner's is in it. I'm in. You're reducing plastic waste. 
because you're not buying plastic containers. Right. Those plastic containers of liquid soap are more expensive to ship because of the high water content. They weigh more. Right. So you eliminate that unnecessary water, and then you got this little hard bar of soap. What can you do with it? Motherfuck. God. I need to... You can end the show five different times. Yeah, I know. Anyway, what can you do with a bar of soap? I had I had such a slick line, Mark. It's more uh, the the question is what can't you do with a bar of soap? That is real. Because slick. you can uh, you can you know you can rub your toothbrush against it and then use it to brush your teeth. You can the same way you can use Bronner's liquid soap to brush your teeth. You can use like a bar oh, of I soap. God, I've never done that. Get a bar of their peppermint soap, brush your teeth with it. Why not? You can spot shot clothes before you put them in the wash. Yeah, you can just rub the bar on there. Lather it up. You could lather up some clothes and just throw them in there. You don't even probably need to add laundry detergent. There were all these things about how you could dissolve scraps of soap and use it for spray cleaner. Here's the one, though, Mark, that really blew me away. Give me the nut. As a salon owner, Mark, you know, I knew you could wash your hair with a bar of soap, but you know, normally it wouldn't. Maybe be the best idea, but they're suggesting that you could also, uh, like, there could be a regimen, like a, a conditioner bar and a shampoo bar of soap. Ooh, now, mm-hmm. um, question one: yeah. that could be a forward-thinking way to differentiate the new salon. Oh, I was thinking that very same thing. All bars, and people are like, "What? You're putting a bar in my hair?" Two, are you familiar? I think it's called Lush. Is it called Lush? Yeah, that soap store that yeah, it's like at the airport and shit. Well, they're big. They started in the UK, but they they're uber sustainable stuff, right? Like bars with no packaging. I like it. There's also because I remember this being when I was doing some work in this space. The oh, other thing of where you would buy, I think you would buy lotions that when you rub, they lather and become soap. Milks, I think they were called milks. Josh, there's a world of formats out there that you could explore for the new cleansing system at this salon. I, I like that idea. I like the idea of having bar <laughs> soap, like bar shampoo, bar conditioner. Mm. Love it. Branded. Mm. Booyah. I think that's the show, Mark. The show's been ax- asking us to end for a while. We've been refusing to we let got it go through to bed. It. We Passion got through fruit, it. vape juice, vape smoke. Passion fruit, fruit, vape, smoke. Mark, I feel like I know myself a little better. I know more about the inner workings of my mind. I know more about the inner workings of my prostate. (laughs) I know more about you. We're closer together. What a beautiful thing. Episode 171. So so grateful. Just trying to take it right up to the hit here. (laughs) Can't wait. Take it to the limit, Mark. Okay. Give me the nut. One more time.